Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. There we go. Get ready, kids. If you're lactose intolerant, this is the show for you. That's right. Hold the cheese, and I'll substitute a little Jimmy Stroud. Give it up for Jimmy Stroud, everybody. And that was that one. Yeah. That's right. All right. So we're really excited to have you here today, Jim. And we'll get right to the show after this word from our friends at Sovereign. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Well, yeah, with a voice like that, who would not want to take Sovereign to dinner, right? Yeah. So, uh, Jim, just in case our listeners have been balled up in the fetal position for a couple of decades and they don't know Mm. who you are, uh, why don't Mm. you give them a little skinny, a little quick skinny about uh, Jimmy Stroud? Well, let's see. I have been involved in sourcing recruiting for, gosh, two decades. Worked for such companies as Microsoft, Google, Siemens. Also startup companies. I've also been the MC over at SourceCon, uh, which is an awesome conference. Been doing that uh, for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Now I am presently the uh, VP product evangelist for Click IQ, which is the best automated job advertising <laughs> platform, in my opinion. No bias. Yeah, no, it's what all the cool kids <laughs> who want to automate their jobs are using these things. I gotcha. And uh, I am there. So yes. That is me. Good stuff. Want more information? Look, look me up on LinkedIn. Yeah, look, Jimmy Stroud up on LinkedIn. He's everywhere, by the way. I mean, any social media, he's got like 50 different websites, Jimmy Stroud. I mean, if you don't know the guy's face, literally, you've been in a closet somewhere. <laughs> but for, for listeners, we have a special treat this morning because as we were talking about putting the show together, because Joel is on spring break vacation with the kids, um, <laughs> we were talking about you know some of the fun things that we've been able to do with the podcast. And I, ta- I said something about El Chapo and you're like, what? And I realized at that point you had never heard the El Chapo soundbite from Career Builder from their, uh, I think it was SVP of sales or what have you. And for our listeners and for you, I wanted to play this for you as a special treat. So this, listeners, this is the first time Jim has ever heard this. If you haven't heard this, uh, don't laugh too hard. Here it comes. El Chapo from, I believe it's Jim or John Smith, uh, SVP sales, used to be over at Career Builder. Lastly, trip. Yes, there will be a trip. I just don't know when and where yet. As soon as I will know, you will know. And know this, we're not sleeping on this. They're not sleeping. It's not like we're not focused. We actually had a trip done (laughs) until about three weeks ago. We had a, a great hotel in Cabo. We had dates confirmed. What happened? Problem is, Cabo has become completely destabilized. What? They, literally, this holiday season, they've had over 50,000 reservations canceled. No way. 
Evidently, when El Chapo was incarcerated, <laughs> the code of ethics that he instilled in, in Cabo and throughout Mex Mexico has gone away. <laughs> there's no code of ethics. There's no code of honor. All of a sudden, there's a war for power. No code of honor, because El Chapo is gone. Gangs, drug dealers will actually go into restaurants and shoot up the place. Shoot up the place. So bottom line is this. I wish I could sit here and tell you we have <laughs> and that's all we got. So, so, so tell me, that is not some of the funniest shit you've ever heard, Jim. Now, this was this was from an insider who who who, who recorded this uh, on their phone or something like that and sent it to us. Right. So this was actually a sales meeting, and they were trying to get people to understand that. Hey, look, guess what? We're not going to do the 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 successors trip or the whatever the 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 president's trip or what have you because. El Chapo is gone. El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted, wanted to do that special for Jim, and obviously it's always special for for me too because it's the funniest shit I think I've ever heard. Every time something goes wrong or is delayed, I'm gonna just blame it on El Chapo. El Ch that's a good. That's a good point. We should, <laughs> we should actually do Chad and Cheese shirts that said El Chapo did it or something like that, right? I mean, we're that's that's a good idea. That's a damn good idea. So, uh, uh, Jim, are you ready to go to shout outs? I am so ready. Actually, let me jump in first by giving a shout out yes. to Beverly and Richard. I know they're big listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're also over at Click IQ. To them and to all my peeps over at Click IQ, mwah, one love. Love it. So this is funny because right before we started, uh, a delivery guy with a huge ass box came to my front door. So my first mm. shout out is going to be to Jim and Thomas over across the pond at Talent Nexus because they just sent me over a case of craft beer in the mail. I actually received, and this is this, I, I think they just ordered it from here in the States because that makes a hell of a lot more sense. But uh, to Jim and Thomas from Talent Nexus, beer is on you. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate that. That's right. You know how it works, guys. You know how it works. Uh, Barb Francillo. I think I'm saying that right. I probably am not. Thanks for listening and subscribing. One of our listeners. She's one of those listeners that actually reached out because she went to the website and noticed that a link wasn't working. And then it got me thinking on the subscribe side of the house. And I thought, you know what? I can make this shit easier. So I did. But I wouldn't have if it wouldn't have been for Barb actually reaching out and said, hey, your shit's broke. Right. So thanks, Barb. Hmm. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Jay-Z over at Smashfly. Dude, thanks for coming down and spending the day with Chad and Cheese. Mostly a day with Chad and Julie because Cheeseman is lame. <laughs> Jay-Z. So... Do you know Jay-Z over at Smashfly? Is he married to Beyonce? He, he, I don't think so. No, that's a different Jay-Z. Yeah. yeah, different guy. Uh, I like that, though. Uh, he came down, had some beer, pizza, shot a video announcing that Chad and Cheese are going to be at Transform on stage. Hmm. Uh, then we spent the day doing what we do, drinking beer, talking recruitment, employment branding, and finishing off the night with cigars and bourbon. So it was a, it was a good time had by all. It's a hard life. It's a hard life you lead. So not easy being Chad. Chief. It's not a big shout out to Steven Rothberg because he's playing this debate on Twitter with me. And you've heard about how Facebook is dumbing down their advertising tool. Have you, have you heard about this? I have heard about that. Very interesting. They're taking away the ability to target 
a certain age and uh, I think uh, also sex or something like that, men and women. Yeah, individuals with disabilities. I mean, so if you want more insights on that whole thing, just listen to last week's March 21st podcast entitled Indeed's Australian Meltdown. But I just move forward with it real quick. I'm not, I'm not happy with Facebook because this, I believe, is dumb as hell. <laughs> you are dumbing down a tool that is surgically helping companies find the types of individuals that they want. And they're dumbing it down because of the bad actors, not the good actors, the bad actors. So they're, they're actually taking strength and power away uh, from companies who want to use this tool in the right way. Here's what pisses me off. Mm. Not only are they dumbing down the tool, but they're not doing what they should be doing in the first place, which is policing their own damn system. They should be vetting advertisers and they should be auditing the content that goes into that system. And Steven doesn't believe that's the case. He said, uh, you can't really expect a platform like Facebook to vet every job ad. Well, this is bigger than job ads, Steven, first and foremost. And if you did attempt to vet, how exactly would you do that? Well, they have more PhDs over there than I, I can even think of. And if they can't figure that out, they shouldn't have a freaking platform to be able to make billions of dollars in the first place. But if a bigot wants to discriminate against black people, would you trust them to be honest about their hiring intentions? Okay, so totally get that. And that's a lot to unpack, but really quick. The thing is, Stephen, this goes, this is on both sides. First and foremost, you have a responsibility as a platform owner to police, audit, and vet to ensure the individuals who are using said platform aren't getting fucked. That's not cool, dude. You can't say that if a job site allows all these jobs in, how are we supposed to know, you know, which jobs are good and which jobs are bad? Dude, that's why you vet. That's why you go through this process, right? First and foremost. Second, if you have a company who is using bias practices, right? That's what the OFCCP and EEOC are for. They come in and they do those audits against the employer, not against the platform, against the employer, and then they enforce regulations against the employer. That th There's two sides of the coin here. So I think it's important. Great shout out to Steven. Thanks for pushing the conversation. But I think this needs to be articulated more. So what do you think about this piece, Jim? Because it's really hard for me to see if a company like Facebook with all the money that they make to say that they can't find a way to vet and audit. What do you think? I think it's a way of getting around potential regulations uh, coming down from the government. Because it's, it's, it's more of a, I think, a political standpoint. And I think yeah. this is just an aspect of it. Because if they are the public square, as mm -hmm. they uh, purport to be, right. then it's, you know, free speech. Everybody come, say what you want, do what you want. Um, it's totally free. But if they are editors, then they're subject to certain regulations. And I think they don't want their hands to be tied in other ways. So I think they're straddling the fence with this defense. I think, I think they're making the wrong decision, obviously, um, and taking away the power of the tool that they actually have. And doing that 
instead of what they should be doing in the first place. Because this change that they're making still doesn't meet the obligations that they have to ensure that the individuals using their platform are not bad actors. I think everyone's going to be looking at them because whatever Facebook does, I'm sure Twitter follows suit and everyone else as well. Yeah. And that also pisses me off because when they Mm -hmm. dumb down their platform and their tools, then stupid politicians are going to go, oh yeah, there you go. Facebook did it. Everybody else should do that. No, it was the wrong answer in the first fucking place. This Mm. to me is a diversion and it hurts everybody. So that's that's all I have to say about that. I'll give you the last word on that one. Uh, keep an eye on this new law that I think that is uh, being passed in uh, in the UK, uh-huh. something like that, where it's what's being called a link tax, which is also something really crazy, which is sort of reminds me of this. Wow. Okay, so if you are Google yeah. and I do a search for uh, pinto beans, <laughs> I don't know why I would do a search for pinto beans, but you want a protein. Pinto I want a protein, right? And so I, I do a search and I see a link to the New York Times is doing a, doing a report on pinto beans. Uh-huh. Well, because Google linked to the New York Times, they would have to pay a link tax. Uh-huh. And so even though they're sending free traffic to New York Times uh-huh. for that article, they have to start paying for it. Now, I, want, I bring that up because it concerns me because today it's about a news story. Yes. What if Google will have to start paying for links to job boards or anything else? It could be a real damage to the internet overall. Well, so, yeah, that's that's yeah. what happens when politicians get involved in shit they don't understand. It's easy to tell politicians something because they don't have any expertise in this arena as it is. Mm. Move on to uh, one of our favorites, Elena Valentine, CEO over at Skill Scout. She wants to bring Snoop Dogg to an HR conference near you. <laughs> have you seen this? Have you seen this? No, but I know the after party will be lit. That's what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> so, so here's the thing. We want to support Elena. We want to support this, right? It's it's right. HR for Snoop. Go to skillscout.com slash one word HR for Snoop and show some support because having Snoop at an HR event. I mean, come on. I mean, who gives Martha Stewart more cred than Snoop, right? <laughs> right? Is the conference in Colorado by chance? I'm going to tell you right now, that would be a great way <laughs> to lure Snoop anywhere, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> for those who don't know, yeah, for, the, for our listeners across the pond, uh, marijuana is legal in Colorado and a few other states, so... It would have to be one of those states. Maybe, maybe Portland. Who knows? <laughs> little Oregon action. I mean, it's, it's pretty. So uh, last shout out goes to our UK listeners. A thanks for the intel about Indeed. Joel and I weren't sure if Indeed was spending a type of mad cash on radio and TV and shit like that, that they are in the US. And we have received a resounding, yes, they fucking are. And we're sick of it kind of thing. Uh, Indeed is spending tons of cash in the UK to uh, to do advertising. And we also have a UK rumor that I want to throw out there. Apparently, mm. ZipRecruiter UK pissed off read.co.uk, which is touted as the number one job site in the UK. Okay. So what happened was Reed dropped Zip as a partner because they were sick and tired of Zip going straight to Reed's clients <laughs> instead of Ooh. working through them. Ooh. Sound familiar? 
Sound familiar? Uh, instead of going to the agency, we're going around the agency. Same kind of shit, just uh, different players. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Follow that story. Follow that story. <laughs> uh, events. So uh, we're going to be at Sherm Talent in Nashville, followed by Staffing Tech, which is actually just across the town, the same week in Nashville. So if you're going to be there, Look us up. Don't forget also, we're going to be at TA Tech Recruitment Marketing Summit in Chicago and just announced Chad and Cheese on stage, Wreckfest, London, July. You got to fucking be there. That's, that's going to be awesome. Nice. Nice. Can't wait for nice. that. Now, I, fully, I fully expect when you turn from uh, Wreckfest that you would have upgraded your swear words and you'll start using more English uh, swear words going forward after that. Yeah, you know, I actually have one of my friends say, you know, you're really going to have to start doing that. And I don't think, you know, that's just not us. People listen to us because we're authentic. Mm. They, they want to hear they want to hear the dumb Yanks come over, right? So that's who we're going to be. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to try to be somebody who we're not. You're going to get what you listen to. So that's that. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So they want to hear that this ATS is rubbish. <laughs> no, not unless we're just maybe from Joel is Joel. Like um, and last but not least, on the uh, on the event side of the house, a T-shirt mm. alert. Remember, Chad and Cheese is traveling with Shaker Recruitment Advertising. Uh, look for Shaker backpacks on us because in those backpacks will be our first limited edition chad and cheese t-shirts we only have a hundred of them so when we say limited edition we're not fucking with you we're going to be giving away anywhere from 10 to 15 per show thanks to emissary.ai check out emissary.ai because texting makes recruiting easier no shit it seriously does but uh no kidding we only have about 100 t-shirts we're only going to give away so many per event Get your T-shirt. Uh, it's going to be pretty freaking cool. Uh, and if you want to find out where we're going to be because you want a T-shirt or maybe you just want to buy us a beer, which I would enjoy, um, <laughs> go to chatcheese.com, Click on events in the upper right-hand corner and you will see our 2019 world tour list of events. Nice. Good stuff. Nice good stuff. Good. Are we ready to do this thing? Ready to jump into the first topic? Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, let's do this. Okay, so the first topic, I sent this to you this morning, and I thought it was funny as hell, mm. because Yahoo, Yahoo, you're doing Sorry. it all wrong. You're doing it. All, so you hadn't seen this ad mm. before I sent it to you. So, so did you get a chance to, to just kind of glaze over it? Uh, a little bit. Go over it for the listeners now. Okay, so there's this ad from Yahoo that focuses on the job seeker Yahoo search or the, the job search on Yahoo, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so what it says is job seekers can use Yahoo search to start their job hunt. And then it has arrows down and it says search for job posting sites. <laughs> yeah, the, I remember now. The ad, the actual picture in the ad is a dude wearing a hoodie pulled over his head and he's breaking into a house. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was like, I had a scooby look on my face like, <laughs> I totally no, did not get what they're doing with that. Below it, it says thousands of companies are hiring right now. It's like, who, what am I hiring for? What the yeah. fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're hiring for the mafia. I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of weird. This is a this is a message to Yahoo. This isn't the first time, but uh, mm. you, you're 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 doing it wrong, guys. You're, you're doing job search wrong. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't get this at all. So, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of funny. Started off with, we'll be sharing that on the, the Facebook page and Twitter and whatnot. But uh, you had a couple of stories around AI, which uh, I think is actually your first love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the first one talks about the robots are hiring. It was, I think it was Wall Street Journal or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're talking about this company called DeepSense, which is based in San Francisco and in India. And yeah. what they do is they help hiring managers scan people's social media accounts to surface what they're calling underlying personality traits. That so it's that the company can scientifically assess your personality based on what they find about you online. Okay. So if they know that tech nerds are kind of quirky, uh, the ones that are really, really good tend to be uh, quirky, then their test will say, hey, these people are more in line with uh, the culture of your company. So you may want to pursue them as well, in addition to how greatly skilled they are. So when I read that, I thought, okay, this is this is this is interesting. Yeah, you know, uh, culture cool. fit. <laughs> <laughs> culture fit is like a hot buzzword. If you want to play HR buzzword bingo yeah. um, over here, cultural fit will definitely um, uh, be high on 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 that list. And so I thought, okay, I can see why a company was formed to do something like this. But at the same time, my spidey sense was kind of vibrating a little bit as well (laughs) (laughs) because I'm thinking, okay, so culture fit, you got your magic algorithms and you have somebody who, according to the algorithms, they are, uh, I don't know, uh, an advocate for Bernie Sanders is to go uh, political, or maybe they're against abortion and also stay political. Right. And so the algorithm determined that you're not a cultural fit, um, because uh, you think that transgender people should be precluded from a position, say, at, I don't know, Hobby Lobby or Chick-fil-A or some other uh, organization like that. Not saying that's the case, just starting right, off. Right. Or if somebody's super conservative, uh, maybe the algorithm will say, well, you're not welcome over here at Google or Apple or other companies because they tend to be more left-leaning. So I can see how this could have a good intention, but could be used unintentionally for evil. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't this seem like hyper AI machine learning group think? I mean, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, it just yeah. it just seems yeah. like, hey, we just want to hire the same fucking people over and over. And it's funny because in my time in compliance, I I, I can't believe I'm actually saying that. In my time actually serving uh, in in some aspects of you know c- compliance, um, one of the companies used to talk about bias from the standpoint of like employee referrals uh, and saying mm-hmm. friends of Bob. Well, friends of Bob generally all look like Bob, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's from a bias standpoint, you start to build your company around a bunch of Bobs, right? Where are the Julies? Where are the Evelyn's? Where are the, you know, where, where, are the, where's the, where's the cultural, where's the gender, where's all the diversity at this to me really lends to the, the possibility of, crazy amounts of bias. You know what? A good example of what you're saying, illustrated, is what Amazon did with their algorithm and how it was um, excluding women uh, from it because they based their algorithm based on people who worked there who were predominantly men. Mm -hmm. And it looked at their schools and unintentionally, it was excluding women from the process. So they said, whoops, our bad. And they scrapped the, 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 uh, the system. My overall thought in this, and it's not the poo-poo deep sense because, you know, maybe that heart's in the right place. You always need a human being in the loop. Yeah. 
you also need a, a, a person to look things over to ensure that the machine is giving you um, uh, what you intend for it to give you. It's not you, know? just what you intend for it to give you. It's also what they're not, they're not excluding people that you don't, in, you don't intend to be excluded. I mean, that's what, that's what happened with the Amazon algorithm is that they didn't intend mm -hmm. to, or they say they didn't intend to exclude females, but the algorithm saw their hiring practices. And this is the big key here. If an algorithm is only learning from a stupid human mm. that is already biased in the first place, then what the fuck is the algorithm good for? I mean, what what's the algorithm good for if it's just going to mimic what a human being's doing? I mean, that's not what we want, right? We want to be more blind in our in our hiring process, uh, and we can't do that if we're te teaching a algorithm to think like like us. You're automating your bias on a huge scale. You need to have, um, you know, a job of the future. I think will be algorithm auditor. And that's good. There's going to be a lot of money there because, oh, yeah. because what we've seen is the OFCCP has statisticians on staff. So what they do is they understand that statistically you should have a breakdown of X or Y in Omaha, Nebraska, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't meet that, the statisticians know that. The, and the OFCCP pivoted to that because they better understood um, talent acquisition not not the way that they should, but they understood the statistics of it. They will also, and my prediction is, they will also do exactly what you're talking about, which will spawn an entirely new industry, which is mm -hmm. consultants coming in, auditing algorithms, doing a statistical test on the not just the talent that is coming in for jobs to ensure that you're getting a diverse talent pool, but who are you hiring? Right. Mm -hmm. Starting a whole new industry. So this is an, this is an example of not necessarily robots or automation taking jobs away, but robots and automation facilitating a whole new job market. The same way um, Netflix did away with blockbuster video, but you brought in streaming technologies and all the other stuff that comes with it. So new industry uh, appeared um, off of the uh, <laughs> off of the ashes of blockbuster video and Hollywood video. Uh, but yeah. a whole new jobs came up in its place. Yeah, but that being said, retail, nah. which is being is being understaffed as as ever right now, is saying that they're understaffed. Which obviously there's still human positions that are not being filled because we don't have enough people. Mm. But that AI could be the solution to that. That was also something that you brought up I, that I felt was a really good transition into this AI block. Yeah, there was this uh, this company called Ripple. I'm, I'm calling it Ripple. Not to be confused with Ripple. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah REPL Group. It's a UK. Yeah. It's a UK based tech firm. Uh, they did this survey. They looked at a thousand U.S. consumers and 500 retail workers to uh, outline consumer expectations of automation and retail environment. And what they came away came away with was that uh, a lot of people, consumers and retail workers, both said automation is going to be key and it's going to take over the retail space. And it's going to be a lot of automated processes. So in its place of so many retail workers will be automated processes, virtual assistants and virtual reality technology. So things like standing in front of a magic mirror and seeing a, how a dress looks on you, uh, you know, without you actually putting on the dress. And seeing if it's an inventory, too. Yes. A lot of that. A lot of that. And, and, and actually, when I read that, it made me think, too, about the thing McDonald's is doing. McDonald's made a ton 
where they spent a ton of money on this company uh, called, uh, what was it called? I want to say Deep Logic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spent Dynamic Yield. That's the name of the company, Dynamic Yield. And so uh, what Dynamic Yield does, it is an AI company and they spent $300 million on. <laughs> and they're doing uh, a lot of what I think this uh, AI uh, is going to be doing in retail. They're automating a lot of processes. So in the case of McDonald's, they are personalizing all of their digital menus. So let's say you go up to the digital menu at McDonald's and it shows Big Mac fries and shakes because based right. on your order history, that's what you like. So yeah. it's nice recognition. Right. Face recognition. Also, it check this out. It also has the capability of looking at your license plate, which is kind of freaky. Right. Holy shit. And so it sees your license plate a mile off and says, Oh, Chad is coming, get cook up some Big Macs, you know. <laughs> and then if I come up there, it may start showing um uh hotcakes because it knows I like the McDonald's breakfast so much. Uh-huh. I go up there and says, Anytime is right for hotcakes. And I go, You're right, McDonald's. That's what I always get here. So uh, there's that. This is like Blade Runner shit, right? Oh, it's, it's sort of like when um, the Minority Report, when Tom Cruise has the, uh, the uh, his eyes have been changed out. Replaced, yeah. And he walks through the shopping mall to go, hello, Mr. Yamamoto. Here's your favorite yeah. suit. That kind of stuff. <laughs> and so although in reading this in one angle, the first reaction I think a lot of people will be will see is that, okay, that's automation robots taking jobs away again. But again, I look at it through a different lens and I see how this automation is going to birth new industries. So like in the case of the, of the retail, and I can see McDonald's doing, doing the same thing because I guess they're basically retail. I see these kind of places, not um, maybe not employing as many people because of automated processes, but mm-hmm. sparking a new industry like uh, having events, right? So imagine yeah. you have this this uh, this dress store, this clothing boutique, right? And you have all these automated processes where people can maybe you know buy stuff themselves by clicking a kiosk, or whatever. Yeah. Well, that'll free you up to have an event and know your customers better. Uh, you can uh, encourage impulse buying. Uh, you got a chance uh, to do more social sharing and get the attention of new of a new audience out there. Uh, you get to say thank you to your existing customers who show up for your event and make them feel like VIPs. And then most importantly, you, you gather data on people there and what they're looking at, what they like, so you can use it for a future promotion. Well, from my standpoint, the whole retail piece uh, and what I read in the story, and it makes sense, is that mm-hmm. you know the retail, uh, the actual um, just checkout isn't really that valuable. And if you can check yourself out, like you go to the Kroger and you can check yourself yeah. out, you can allow a person, a one person instead of several people, actually engage customers and not have to worry about, are you getting the barcode right? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it could prospectively help the experience, uh, the customer experience and, uh, and, and make things better for uh, companies who are having issues right now, because to be quite frank, we don't have enough people to fill the jobs. So that's, mm. that's a big issue. But uh, on the other side, I'm going to go ahead and transition. Believe it or not, Jim, Amazon is doing it again. <laughs> what exactly? Um, we'll, we'll tell you on the other side of this break. Uh, we're going to hear a word from uh, our Guinness buddies over at uh, Job Ad X. This is the sound of job search. This is the sound of job search defeat. Ugh. Job search can be frustrating. Job seekers run into the same irrelevant ads, page after page before they find a match. When job seekers aren't engaged, conversions are low, budgets are wasted, jobs go unfilled, 
no one wins. But job search doesn't have to be defeating. JobEdX's Smart Search Exchange references 400 data points to select the most targeted jobs and delivers what job seekers really want to premium ad units across our network. Score! That's the sound of JobEdX's relevant results, attracting a qualified candidate and filling your job faster. Find out how to improve your job advertising campaigns and increase candidate attraction and engagement by emailing us at join us at jobadx.com. Job Addicts. Together, we can save job search. So, Jim, mm -hmm. Amazon plans for AR goggles that track workers. What the hell is are, are haptic brace, bracelets not enough these days for these guys? <laughs> I think what Amazon is doing is they're trying to turn their workers into robots. It, it seems that <laughs> way, right? Uh, instead of being afraid of robots taking your job, they're going to just turn you into a robot. This is what uh, Amazon is doing for those who don't know. Okay, so they, they have a patent where uh, people will put on these augmented reality goggles. So if you ever play Pokemon Go, you know the concept. Or if you ever uh, were on maybe Facebook Messenger and you made somebody's face have stars on them or something, that's augmented reality, putting some kind of computer visual over your face through, the compute, through, the, um, through your camera so it looks like you're turning into an elf or something, which you're really not, right? So anyway, you put on these goggles, right? And so you put on these goggles, then uh, the goggles will say, okay, go left, go right. This is this is the box you're looking for, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, it'll be able to direct you through their vast warehouse and sort of be like your um, great, I'm not even dating myself, the great kazoo, a little helper on your, on your shoulder yeah. to tell you. It's like a heads up display. Yeah, it's like if, yeah, you, if yeah. you were a fighter pilot and you have the heads-up display in the cockpit, it's like a heads-up display. And so, in one aspect, is cool in that way, especially if you're new to their process. Say you're a new worker, you don't really know what's going on, and they say, "Okay, go figure it out." Put on the goggles, and the goggles will sort of walk you through things. So, on one hand, it's it's good because I can see how it would increase work worker yep. efficiency, yep. that kind of thing. But on the other side. Putting on these goggles would allow Amazon to know where you are and what you're doing at all yeah. times. So you won't be able to go there, won't be able to breathe. If you have them on when you go into the bathroom, <laughs> then I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> I wouldn't advise it. Um, if you have something disparaging to say about your uh, employer or manager, uh, you may not want to say it while the goggles are on or while somebody else's goggles are on. It's crazy, dude. Uh, it's uh, Big Brother in the office. It's kind of, kind Dude, of yeah. So again, the haptic bracelets that we saw that they were using in the UK in the warehouse, they pretty much had a sensor knowing exactly where you were too. And if you weren't close to the quote unquote box or your area, the haptic bracelet would go off. Yep. So, I mean, this is like, they're taking that like 25 steps further. And I mean, literally this could be your big brother eyes on your face. Yes, it's helping you from a heads up display standpoint. The box is over here. They have uh, barcode scanners built in. So all you have to do is look at the box to understand whether that's the box you're looking for or not. I mean, there's some really cool things to be able to help somebody do their job. But the other side of it, and knowing Jeff Bezos, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, the, the big brother aspect is looming large. I think he's just biding his time. I know that they've bought these, this, um, this robot company, I forget the name of it, uh, so they can uh, better automate their warehouses. Yeah. And I think all the bad publicity that they're getting uh -huh. for how they're treating their workers is going to blow over. 
because uh, year by year, they're going to start hiring uh, less workers and just let more machines take their place. I mean, I know from yeah. year over year, they've hired less workers during their Christmas rush. Yes. I do know, do know that much. So they're going to turn more and more to these automated uh, processes and take away the headache. And, and I noticed too, that all of them gotten some bad press for how to treat their workers. Uh-huh. People aren't stopping, uh, shopping, stopping their shopping with Amazon. So it's, I don't know if it's hypocritical of people who are complaining. Um, because it is and it's hard to not stop shopping. It is and it's hard just because it's so easy to find what you want to have everything. Not to mention, yeah. I actually returned a phone case because I, I just bought a new phone and I got the wrong size case. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was take a barcode in to UPS. They scanned it and away it went. I mean, it was too easy to do a return. Hell, it was easier than going to Kohl's. And <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was too easy. So yeah, I mean, they're making the friction, the, the, especially the human friction so much less, but then there's also, Bezos is looking for reasons to actually be more automated. And one of the ways is through the force of uh, raising wages to $15 an hour, right? He mm. made made that chore they made that choice um but you also see that looming as when they have an opportunity they can say look we're we had to pay more it was more efficient it just made sense um but uh it's interesting we just saw uh, a cnn business article that said mcdonald's who has been fighting this whole 15 dollar rage increase is giving up did you see that yeah, yeah, and that tells me that they have their automation game on point. And they're <laughs> so to me because I was um, uh, okay. So Click IQ had a product day yes. in London that I was privileged to, to be a, be a part of, and in that product day, I gave the spiel about uh, the fight for fifteen, which is the minimum wage uh, debate going on. Uh-huh. And I run off different reasons why why that was good and why it was bad and why it's ultimately going to hurt workers, I think. And so in the case of McDonald's, uh, am I saying the automation game is on point? I shared on a one of my podcasts, the Jim Stroud podcast, how McDonald's has these automated kiosks. So how to basically work is you walk into McDonald's, you, you press a button uh, for your Big Mac, you slide your credit card through, and then you walk up to the counter and somebody gives you your food, yep. right? That's on the inside of the store. I can easily imagine that being on the outside of the store in the drive through as well, um, especially if they can personalize the the menu. So uh, McDonald's is saying, in my opinion, I don't know. I don't speak for McDonald's, but I think somebody I think the clown is saying, OK, we'll pay you 15 dollars. But instead of seven people working in the average McDonald's, we're only going to have two people work in the average McDonald's. So paying two people 15 dollars an hour is easier than paying seven people 15 dollars an hour because of our automation process. So once we've bought all these machines and they're in place, it works for me. So yeah, we'll go ahead. And also, and by doing that, they can say, you know what, we're sensitive to uh, the workers and yes, you're right. We should be giving you $15. So we're going to do the right yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. We're just not going to do the right thing for, <laughs> for five less people. Yeah, it's, it's a load of horseshit because it doesn't matter what they're paying those, those humans, much like Amazon, they're looking to automate mm-hmm to get rid of the human friction in the first place. It's funny because I can't push the book hard enough, but Peter Weddle wrote a book uh, here recently called Circa 2118. And it really talks mm. about all of this and how it's happening. And when it starts to kind of unroll, you're, you're thinking, holy shit, dude. I mean, <laughs> this is actually mm. happening from a political, from you know, economics. I mean, it just... 
it, you see it coming. And for a company like McDonald's to say, ah, oh, we give up, you're right. It's because they see the long-term strategy and they understand that from an optic standpoint, if they pay right now, that's really, they're not going to have to do that forever because they're going to automate anyway. Pepsi is spending mm-hmm. billions of dollars to, and they've said it, to automate. They're going to get rid of human friction. Mm-hmm. They're going to use algorithms. They're going to use automation. And guess what? Less people will have fucking jobs. But guess what else? They're having problems filling those jobs. So they have plenty of reasons to say, paying them too much. We can't find people. Oh, look, robots don't take sick leave. Mm-hmm. It's, it's two other problems that are going to come along with that too that I think people don't take into uh, to account. One is uh, the damage to the overall company brand, right? Yeah. So I know there's going to be some companies, I mean, some people that I read about this, gosh, I don't remember the name of the company, but it was in Canada, where uh, people refuse to use the self-checkout lane because it says it takes jobs away from people. Mm-hmm. So they, they say, We're, if we come to the store, we will not use these checkout lanes. So they just, the, the population was so fed up, they won't do that. So um, I see more stuff like that happening. And so some some brands will have to say, okay, how much do we automate? Do we automate to the point that we're saving money? That's great. But do we automate too much? Well, we can't automate rather too much because then it'll make people mad and they won't use the automated stuff, forcing us to employ yeah. more people. Since we're looking at, at time and I know everybody's uh, looking to, to, mm-hmm. to, to listen and, and learn and get the hell out. Um, we're going to go ahead and hear an ad from our friends over at Canvas. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform, empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Well, Jimmy, that is a lactose intolerant cheese-free podcast. Uh, so what uh, what, what, uh, what do you think? What else you got to share? Uh, let's see. Well, I want to invite everyone to connect with me on LinkedIn. Look, look me up, LinkedIn slash N slash Jim Stroud, J-M-S-T-R-L-U-D. If you want to hear more about the wonderfulness that I call Click IQ, feel free to email me, actually. Jim at clickiq.us. Excellent, guys. We out. Peace. Thanks for listening to my dad, The Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been The Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, 
thought leaders and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.